You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Singer-songwriter Eraliza has recently released her genre-jumping concept album, Binchy Heads, The College Years, and is available everywhere. Salerno. Um, go under the artist name Eraliza. I'm a 21-year-old singer-songwriter. Um, I've also studied acting and dance. Recently, since COVID, I've, I've been a lot more into singer-songwriter stuff just because that's mostly what's been available to do. Um, I mean, you could just send people tracks, you can work remotely. You know, the time off has given us a lot to think about and a lot to write about. So I've just kind of been doing that for a while. It's so funny that you said your your parents met in a band. My parents are huge. Um, they're not musicians themselves, but they are music lovers. And you know, we always play like we have this music game that we always play where you just have to like guess the title of the song or guess the artist. So it's been in my family for a while. Mostly like people like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Eagles, Joan Jett. I actually have a Joan Jett poster <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> um, so yeah, a bunch of like classic rock bands, um, ELO. They love like the classic rock with a bunch of cool layered harmonies. So that's perfect for ELO. Um, so yeah, I grew up with a lot of those influences. I was always singing and dancing around the house anywhere I could perform I would be performing I was always in the plays as a kid and then I I got really serious about it a few years ago and um, here I am just kind of creating some stuff and trying to get out there as much as I can and perform I've been writing music since I was like 12 years old my first boyfriend actually asked me to write him a song because I always have been singing he was like you have to write me something and I was like 12 years old so I was like sure like here's the love song about you so I actually still have it but it's pretty good I'm not gonna lie it's like you know it's funny for a 12 year old but um yeah ever since then I've been doing it intermittently and just as a hobby and then I went to college and I, I studied songwriting and composition and I took a bunch of classes on it so my homework would literally be to write a song about this topic or this place or using these instruments and it really helped me kind of convert that hobby and passion into something that I hope to do with the rest of my life. Do you find it harder to write about something when it's forced as opposed to direct inspiration? Yeah, I don't see I it it really depends on the day for me. Like I either write a song in 20 minutes, I could write a song about McDonald's in 20 minutes, like anything in 20 minutes or I don't or I'm such a writer's block person and it, I there's no like routine for me that gets me in the zone. I it really just is whatever energy is around me. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but it's very weird. I do like sometimes the limitations. I do feel like they actually help me be more creative because it kind of like focuses what I'm, you know, paying attention to and what I'm thinking about rather than just having the whole world as my oyster and, you know, what do you pick from that? But sometimes I do like the freedom of just writing about whatever the heck I want to write about. I hope one day you show your face Marathon and race This barista wants a taste of what could be Sons do lead to a two-way street with only you and me. 
I know, you know, this is very mainstream, but Taylor Swift, I really admire her. I've been watching her grow up because I was, you know, I was a 13 year old geeking out when she had fear the original Fearless out and I've watched her grow from like the Red Album to Reputation to now like folklore and evermore. And it, it's just, it's incredible to watch somebody grow like that. And like, she's one of the few who haven't gone crazy because of the spotlight at such a young age. And I don't know, as a female songwriter, I think she's a very smart businesswoman and she doesn't let people walk all over her. So that kind of like opened me up to appreciate the songwriting element of that because I admire her as a person too. I just think like, especially with folklore, like I really admire how she tells stories. And even when she's writing about herself, it's not about her. Like it's not a vanity song about, oh, I dated this cute guy and he broke my heart. Like it's, it's, it's so much more than that. And I know a lot of people give her a lot of hate because she you know, mostly writes about guys in love, but I think she does it in a unique way that seems like universal, even though it's, obviously drawn upon from her individual experience. I don't know, I really admire people who can do that, like mesh the personal and the everyone can relate to it at the same time. So like make it specific, but also not too specific. Yeah, I like Lizzie McAlpine too. She's an up and coming artist, Carol King. I really just enjoy the way she uses the piano too. Cause I'm mostly a piano player. I don't really play any other instruments, especially when you're writing, it's better to play it organically and then you can kind of get more of a feel for it. Taylor is interesting in that she stays true to herself, but at the same time, kind of proving people what she can do. So like, oh, Taylor, she's a country artist. Oh yeah, well, here's a pop album. When she got to, to pop, people were like, oh, she's soft now. And then she's like, reputation. She can do anything. And I think she really found her sound with folklore. Like that to me is Taylor Swift, just kind of like the country, but a little like edgy, punky stuff in there. Reputation was actually my favorite album. Well, Folklore is my favorite album, but I don't even put that on a plane with the rest of the albums. I think that is like her finding her godsend, like what she was made to earth to do. <laughs> like, I think it also came at a great time. We all like needed an album to follow, stories to follow. I needed rope I needed a box chain. You pride yourself on the internet, but you missed And that going from genre to genre, you explore some of that in in your new album. I do, yeah. So this album was really different kind of than anything else I'd done. Um, and I wanted it to be that way. It was a little scary releasing it because I didn't know, you know, because I go under the name Aralize, but I was like, do I not link this to my other music? Because it just sounds very different. I normally write like very singer songwriting ballads. Um, I've been trying to pop it up a little bit because you said you're getting into dance and you've always been into dance. I've been really into that lately. Um, I think it's the part of me that wants to go out and party after being home for two years. <laughs> but I just, that music is so contagious. It's so happy and upbeat and I love that. Sometimes I feel like I write a lot of sad songs and I want to write songs that I myself couldn't work out to or like dance to and enjoy. So this album was kind of like playing with all of those sides because I didn't write it about me. So like I, that's also completely uprooted the whole process. I normally write about experiences or feelings I have. But this album, it's 10 songs and each song is based on a girl that I lived with at college this last year um, before graduating. It was my one of my senior projects, loosely termed senior project because it didn't feel like a class. It was just a music class where we got to just write and do whatever we wanted. And then we would like come together as a group once a week for three hours and listen to what we had done that week. 
um, which was incredible because all the all the people in my class were just so inspiring and amazing to see what they did made me want to push more that next week but yeah this one was fun like I got some like EDM in here I have some like um, folk uh, normal ballads that I usually write I you know tried my way with a little rocky stuff in a few of them but yeah it was it was really fun to hear their you know to hear the girls who inspired each song their reaction to it is just awesome and so what exactly is Binchy Heads? Right. So <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what it means. It just like, it's like silly, like silly girls is kind of what it is. And like, we are very much into like humor that's like, oh, I'm quirky, like, like, like annoying stuff like that. So we just, we spent way too much time together also in college. Just, it was COVID. So we were in like this pod and it was just 10 of us really kind of just hanging out with each other just because it was unsafe to, you know, hang out with uh, larger groups. Eating together, working out together, doing homework, everything, taking classes together because they were all online. So we really got to know each other. So we kind of became like this just group of people and we were just like, we don't really care what people think about us anymore. Like we're just like silly and like enjoying it. So we have this group chat that is the bitchy heads. That's what we call each other. So. That was the title of the album. I thought it was cool. had people reach out to me that I've been friends with in the past and just like because they know these girls too and the eyes are actually the cover album like each eye is one of the girls and one of the eyes is my eye so mostly people have been recognizing my eye because I have a speck of brown in actually my left eye and the the eye of Vinci Heads has a speck of brown in it so people are like guessing which song is this person and like it's really fun because like I, I try to keep it um I didn't want to use their names as the titles of the songs just because kind of the same thing we we're talking about with Taylor like I I didn't want to limit what the song could mean to other people I kind of wanted to leave it open-ended because I I do think that these songs hold meaning for other relationships other experiences um, but I also wanted to include something so that they knew it was theirs. And their family, like some of my friend's dad called me the other day. We're like, we're listening to it at this party. We're having a barbecue and everyone's listening. And I was like, it's it's been it's been really cool. So when you're writing these songs about your friends, is it only the lyrics that kind of relate to them? Or did you make sure the instrumental kind of fit their vibe as well? Yeah, I did. I, I That was the lyrics was like secondary to me. This album was all about music. One of my friends is into like classical music. Like who's into classical music nowadays? And I actually am, so I appreciated that. But then my friend like listens to Kid Cudi. We got like trap, we got like hip hop. So it was like all these different, then my friend listens to Joan Jett and like rock. So each song was like inspired by the artists that they listened to. So yeah, it, it was fun though, cause I was introduced to new artists that, I mean, obviously I know Kid Cudi, but I, I never like, really fully listened to a full-length album and oh my god like he's amazing so it was awesome to get to have these new tastes kind of hopefully they'll influence the next album was the classical friend was that jane yes it was yeah that's actually my favorite on the album because that's inspired by pride and prejudice which is she was in like this jane austen senior seminar she's an english major and she, oh my god all she does is talk about because we would have like dinners together and 
all she would do is talk about that one damn class. And I was like, okay, like, stop talking about it. I'm just going to write a song and then we can just agree to stop talking about the class. <laughs> so now it's out there and now she can never talk about the class again. That's our deal that we made. So <laughs> I do like Jane Austen, though. I, I do like Jane Austen. I think that's my favorite as well. Oh yeah, it's different. It's it's well, it doesn't have lyrics. People are afraid to put out instrumental tracks on a pop album. It happens, but it's very rare. So I like that you weren't afraid to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this honestly turned out to be one of my favorites. I like the harmonies in it. Um, I also I study. I've taken private vocal lessons for like 14 years, and I've I study classically. I don't sing classically. I I prefer to sing pop and like musical theater. But I still think the classical training is like what's kept my voice healthy because pop sometimes, you know, can get really throaty and like sometimes unhealthy, not supported, but balancing that with the classical. So then I, I sent it to my vocal teacher. She's like, finally, like, you're not hurting your voice. Good for you. <laughs> the other songs, he's like, oh, God, Ariel, stop. <laughs> I love the variety in it because uh, a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of the recent pop albums I've heard just. It's like a lot of the same kind of R&B beats and trap beats you hear. Yeah. I definitely appreciate the albums that, you know, song to song, it can go genre to genre. You go, like, there's funk in the rock. Yeah. Oh, I and love that one, too. Yeah. That one's fun. That's a fun one. But that was the fun part of this album is that I didn't really like care what it was going to be because it was more of a concept album rather than like a Aerolizer release album. In that case, I usually try to have like, like you were saying, like I like each song to sound different and have a different meaning, but the same, like they're in the same world, like they're in the same, You so you can hear it song to song and be like, oh, we're in the same place. It's just a different story or it's just a different person. But for this, I was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, I just wanted it as crazy and chaotic as possible. This is the first time we actually did publicity with albums instead of just posting the day it was released. So it's the first time I like set a release date on DistroKid. And it was so cool to be like, oh, like, here's the countdown. So then I would like Instagram, I would post publicity stuff. So it feels like the album to me, at least, has been released for about a month now. <laughs> but. <laughs> Releasing albums can feel like the end of a process, but it's only the beginning in many ways. Right. I can't wait to perform these live. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not my fault. Like once I get a, like if I have a backing band, that would be sick. Yes. There's like a whole guitar solo. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this was intentional. I have potentially a strange comparison here. The breakdown in TEA. Yeah. It reminds me of the breakdown in Pop by NSYNC. Ah. 
Oh wait, I act. That was unintentional. That was more of like a. I wait now. I now I'm not gonna be able to unhear that though. That's a good. That's good. Um. Yeah, with like the echoed harmonies and like the tele. Yeah, I definitely. And like the breakbeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going more for like Britney with that one, but I, I mean, in sync, okay. they're the same time. Yeah, that's funny. I love Britney Spears because I know you mentioned Britney before that you grew up with that kind of music. Like her Blackout album is, I just, I love it so much. It's just fun. It's just all like fun music. And even like production wise, she's always been the trendsetter with the people she chooses to work with. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause she made auto tune cool. Like she's not pretending to not sing with auto. I think cause Billie Eilish, I think she's been getting a lot of heat cause her last song, what's it called? NDA I think has a lot of auto tune in it. And her brother Phineas actually just like tweeted something and was like, y'all like when you hear auto tune, like it's on purpose. We're not just bad at our jobs. Like we put that there. So that's mm -hmm. an effect. We're not like, this is Billy's voice. And we just forgot to unedit it. Like you're hearing the effect to create like a mood or to create a space. It's not, it's not just there as a mistake. Like this is a, this is a multi-million dollar album. Like we're not making mistakes. Yeah. Billy's a really interesting one. Cause she oh, yeah. also, you know, bucks all the trends. Yeah. And, and when you do that, it doesn't always work out but for her. It definitely has. Was there a song that had a big transition from conception to release? Yes. Ashante, actually, because the person that it was inspired by is very shy and like very delicate. And she's like the best person once you get to meet her, but she's got to like warm up to you. I don't know. I always thought she reminds me of a macaroon, like a pink macaroon. So I was like, like something like sweet, like a guitar, like La Vie en Rose, like something. I wanted to do something French just because she speaks French and I thought it'd be cool to have like something. I don't speak French at all. I thought it would be a challenge and it was. I had to like ask her every time I sang the chorus to like repronounce that word for me because I couldn't get it. Well, it was convincing, at least to me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it took a lot of work. I should really just put her on the album as like co-producer because she helped me with that song just pronouncing that one damn word. I wanted to write like a French ballad. I don't know, something you'd see in like Paris, like in a romantic dinner or like something like that. And then I, I found this beat on GarageBand and I was like, oh my God, let's change this whole thing. So I, I wrote her another song and I kind of wanted it to be more like cinematic and dancey and like a story rather than just like a pretty song. I'm definitely still more pop oriented, um, but I do like branching out. Like, like I was saying, I want to make my music something more that I would enjoy. Like, I love listening to, if I'm putting a song on, it's like a dance song. It's like an upbeat, like get ready, like oh, I'm going out, like whatever. So I want to have my own stuff that I can kind of relate to that and like listen to my own stuff when I'm doing that and other people can listen to. What was the hardest song to put together? Was there like one that was like version 37? Oh my gosh, not my fault. 
like it wasn't necessarily the hardest song i would say my time my thoughts was the hardest song just because i wasn't happy with it and i you know i tried not to be a perfectionist i tried to be like let it be what it is but then at the same time i was like come on like we got to get it better so i just spent a lot of time like fixing that and i, I am happy with how it ended up um i added like a trumpet part that i really liked um kind of like gave it more edge rather than just like a sad ballad not my fault was just getting that guitar part right and like having my voice kind of fit with that because I actually worked with my friend Dash who's a guitar player and he did the guitar but then the timbre of the guitar didn't match up with my voice so I had to re-record the vocals and like the guitar gave the song a whole new meaning for me so that one took the most time in terms of getting the right soundscape and like getting everything to blend together I'm very lucky. I work with my mom, um Beth, and she we have like this studio. Um I recorded all of these. So this was technically for a senior project, this album. I knew I wanted to release it eventually, but I had like deadlines and stuff I had to hand it to the department. So I recorded all of this. I wrote, recorded and produced it myself at college and then came back and worked with my mom cuz you know, she's a, an actual producer. So we worked with like kind of like engineering it a little bit, doing a few more takes here and there, adding another harmony layer. Um, but we really didn't do much to the original album. So we kind of like on the credits we put that we both produced it because she kind of took what I had done and like made it just better just cuz she knows things that I don't know about that side of it. But yeah, it's it's cool working with her cuz you know, like we love each other and it's very chill and like I'm half the time in my pajamas and just like, you know, chilling and yeah, it's 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 a good vibe we have here. Producer mom, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the point of what I wanted to do with like showing 10 different stories and like 10 different musical styles was like and you know, I hate to pull the covid card because I know I've mentioned it like five times and I'm so sick of hearing that word <laughs> as I'm sure we all are, but I think we all need to like discover what it means to connect with one another again and it's going to be a you know, they say like the new normal, right? Like I think we're going to all need to find different ways to empathize and um kind of like see ourselves and other people and for me as a songwriter like that's what this album was it was literally me like transporting myself into other people and and other experiences and it's not really that deep it's also just fun music about my friends but sometimes it's all it's necessary yeah 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 I've been doing a bunch of open mics um and I've just been singing to tracks and playing piano along to that um uh, mostly like in New York City Long Island area that's where I'm based but actually August 7th I have um like a summer jam music festival performance if you want to buy tickets to that or know more about that the link is uh on a story highlight in my bio they have an Instagram you could just buy tickets right there um it's for a charity it's been fun cuz I I have a band for that Um so like hearing like actually one of my other earlier songs Bubblegum Pop singing that with a track kind of sucks because it's like an upbeat rock song and like singing that and not having people to look at on stage and you know kind of vibe with you is is really annoying <laughs> so I'm excited that I have a band for that performance coming up I'm hoping for another album I have a bunch of singles that are unreleased Right now I'm I am looking for a label. I'm looking for like a minor label. I would just love to get another step up with production wise and with, you know, distributing and and promotion just get more people to hear the music. Um more people to collaborate with would be really fun. So I'm kind of working on that end to like the business end of that. Um just trying to get out and perform as much as I can because the past few years again I've been nothing. Um but yeah, I would I think I'm hoping for like November to have another full length album out 
because we have a bunch of unreleased stuff that we've just been putting off for this album. But now that I graduated, I'm doing music full time, so I have time to, you know, really kind of work on the other stuff we left behind. So you're going to pull a Taylor twice in a year. I might pull a Taylor. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love that. Make like two sister albums. Well, I'm looking forward to it. What would be like, uh, other than the obvious ones, what, what would be like a, a dream collaboration? Oh my gosh. Um, all right, this is like, I don't even know if this would work out, but I would love to collaborate with Bruno Mars. Yeah. He's insane. <laughs> His voice is like butter. And I just, he also writes for so many other singer songwriters that like, you don't even know that like Bruno Mars wrote that song that like Rihanna singing or like whatever. I think he's so talented and like, I'm like a nerd, so I've watched like interviews with him, but like, it's not even like talk show interviews. It's like him in his basement, like self-taping like from early, early, like 2012 when he wasn't that big. And he's just like such a cool energy to be around. And his his latest song is just crazy. Leave the door open. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I listen to that when I'm driving. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm like gotta pay attention to the road. <laughs> So you can find me um, on Instagram at Araliza Music. Um, I have official artist page on YouTube, Araliza. Also on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all those good guys. Links to Araliza's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indiego is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram at high five music. And you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.